Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We're talking about pushing through and living on our own strength and why we feel so tired and weary. We're talking with Max Lucado today at SOS Radio. Max, the world always tells us we need to get it together. We need to hold it together. We need to work harder. But the thing is, God never intended for us to hold things together on our own or, frankly, do anything on our own. He didn't say anything about that. Yeah. God never said that, but the devil sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what, what does it say about our society? Did you see the announcement that we now have a three digit number for just suicide prevention? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what does it say about our society that we had to create that suicide has reached the point where it's not enough to call 911 anymore? I think the devil is working overtime. Max, through your journey, what have you learned about trying to do it on your own? Well, the intriguing, the intriguing, attractive, compelling, winsome invitation of the Christian faith is that there is the living presence of our Creator, alive and well, tirelessly willing to help us. And He comes to us today in the form of the Holy Spirit. I love talking about the Holy Spirit. I love talking about Him. And I feel like I have put one toe in the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) And, and, And there is so much more yet to be discovered yet to be experienced on my part when it comes to learning to walk with him. Yet what little I have experienced has been so rejuvenating, life-changing, that I love, I just love him, and I love the fact that he is here and that help is here. Think about this, Scott. I'm not telling you anything, but let's just reflect on the fact that no other, no other world religion has dared to make this kind of promise. You know, there's there's no presence of Muhammad living and alive today. There's the memory of him, but not the presence of him. We don't have the we don't have the presence of Confucius here. We have the memory of him, but we don't have his presence. And yet the Christian faith says we not only have the memory and the words of our Savior Jesus Christ, but we have his essence his invisible presence here in the form of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we don't have to be jealous of the disciples (laughs) who walked in the shadow of Jesus 2,000 years ago. We don't have to look back and say, oh, if we could have been one of them. The truth of the matter is we have it even better. We have Jesus alive and well in our hearts to help us and to teach us and to strengthen us in the form of the Holy Spirit. As you can tell, I, I, I just think it's such a wonderful topic. And, and for many people, it's an undiscussed topic. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about what we know about the Holy Spirit, because we talk a lot about who Jesus is and the person of Jesus, fully God, fully man. And You know, the Old Testament of the Bible reveals a ton about the sovereignty of God the Father, His holiness and His presence. And the Holy Spirit is a part that I think a lot of us, we get confused about because we go, okay, I pray in Jesus' name, but when I ask Jesus into my heart, 
you know, then I get the Holy Spirit and then and then and then different denominations either take that into different ways and kind of explain that further. But what do we know about the Holy Spirit? Because it's not an it. It's a him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A thousand times over for just saying what you said. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the place to start. I hereby declare that I shall never call the Holy Spirit an it. You know, the Holy Spirit is a person. And when Jesus told his disciples, I must leave so that the Spirit can come, he was talking about a person, a person with feelings, a person with will, a person with leadership capacity and responsibility. I mean, the role of the Holy Spirit is to oversee the church. He distributes the gifts that we have, your spiritual gifts, my spiritual gifts. Those were decided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. He comes and lifts us up whenever we feel discouraged. He's our guide. He's our intercessor. He prays for us. He takes our our prayers, our incoherent groans, and, and turns them into prayers. He's the anointer. He's the one who tells Scott or Max, I'm going to bless you in this work. And he pours himself out upon us. So in the book that you were discussing, I, I took these different metaphors of the Holy Spirit, these long list of word pictures. And because it's not, there's not just one. The Holy Spirit is wind. The Holy Spirit is, is breath. There's all these variety of pictures. And they each teach us something else about the Holy Spirit. So I'm super excited to maybe help people, you know, to come to a deeper understanding. In the book, I talk about how I was many years into ministry before I realized the beauty of the Holy Spirit. And so much of my life, I've tried to do things on my own, out of my own power. But to the degree I can lean on the Spirit, that's really the degree in which I find rest and joy in my work. We're talking with Max Lucado today at SWS Radio. And Max, what was that turning point for you when you came to say, okay, you know, I've been running with Jesus, but I didn't really quite understand the Holy Spirit. And then it sort of hits you. Wait a second. There's a whole lot more to this here. You may remember my story. I was a drunk by the time I was 18. I was a six-pack-a-night kid. I was that guy that parents tell their daughters never to go on a date with. I was a, I was just a mess. At the age of 20, through the influence of a good friend, I came to believe that God's grace was greater than my sin. And, and Scott, that really became my life message, and that's God's forgiveness and His grace. And I felt called to go into ministry. And so I ended up in Brazil for about five years. And then I had an opportunity to move to San Antonio, where I am now, Texas, because the church was looking for a pastor. And I loved this church. And they they, uh, were so good to me. And I came. uh, This is going somewhere, by the way, Scott. I'm not (laughs) just meandering. I came to this church, and I decided I'd be the best possible pastor. I had three small kids, or we had three small kids, so life was already busy enough. And I set out to preach the best sermons, fix every problem, build the best staff, raise money. And uh, within two years, I literally just kind of went off the track. I couldn't sleep. I got where the anxiety, I couldn't shut my mind off. It It was like a Ferrari on a time trial. And so... So many Sundays I stood before the church having had hardly any sleep the night before. 
I was burnt out. That's what happened. The good that came out of that is this. All those nights I could not sleep. I would pull myself up out of bed. I would pad downstairs in my pajamas. And I would kneel at a couch, an old couch we had. I'd just kneel. And I'd put my head on the couch and just pray. And sometimes I'd cry. I was just a pathetic image. I wasn't Max the pastor. I was Max the pathetic preacher. (laughs) I was just exhausted. And uh, during those midnight prayers, I would sense a warming, a kindness in my heart. And little by little, Scott, not overnight, but over a period of weeks, I began to feel more energy. I began to see problems solved without my help. We even saw miraculous healings in our church. And within about three or four months, I kind of was back on my feet. You know, it took a while, but I felt the wind in my sails. One week I was reading in John 14 about how Jesus described the Holy Spirit as as our comforter, our, our counselor. And I said, that's me. That's who I have received. That's who has helped me. So it's not that the Holy Spirit was not there, Scott. In my case, it's that I was unaware of who the Spirit is and how blessed I am to have his help. Well, that changed the way I did ministry. It changed the way I led my life. And I'd like to say that from then on, I lived in step with the Spirit every day, but that's not the case. But I have learned to lean on the Spirit as the unfailing friend of heaven. And I'm so desirous, so desirous that that our society would discover this living presence of Christ on earth. He will help any person, all of us, any person, no matter their background, no matter their history. He'll take he'll take us and he'll empower us to do what, what we cannot do. And so that's how I came to learn to lean into the Spirit. Now, it took me about 30 or 40 years to realize I should write a book about the Holy Spirit (laughs) because I've leaned into Him so much. And so I did. Now, we're talking about finding fresh strength and purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're talking with Max Lucado on SWS Radio. And when you think of peace, Max, you might think about a relaxing beach or just a day out in the sun or maybe just a quiet moment without kids yelling and screaming. But... The peace the world offers to us is pretty drastically, it's drastically different than the peace the Holy Spirit can offer. Like, how do you discern the difference? Trying to learn more about the Holy Spirit by using word pictures that the Scripture provides. One of the word pictures is dove. Dove. When Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended upon him as a dove in Luke's Gospel, like a dove in Matthew and Mark's Gospel. So he comes to us in the presence of a dove. When we think of a dove, we think of the most peaceful bird imaginable, right? Who could be calmer? Who could be more soothing than the presence of a dove? So one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to come in a calming, almost motherly way and calm us and soothe us. The first reference to the Holy Spirit in Scripture is in the book of Genesis when the Spirit hovered over the creation. The creation was still yet to be defined. 
and yet the Holy Spirit came over that chaos of the earth in its form, in its infancy. And uh, the idea is there had to be calmness before there could be creation. And so I believe the Holy Spirit is there to bring that peace to us. Now, the peace of the Holy Spirit is not the absence of storms, but it's the promise that God will lead us through the storm. And in fact, during a storm is such the ideal time to learn to listen to and lean on the Holy Spirit. And there's no magical formula here, Scott. All we need to do is just say, Lord, please grant me your spirit today. Grant me your spirit as I'm walking through this issue or challenge. Or speak to me, please. Speak to me, Lord, for I'm listening to you. And the Holy Spirit, who is ever-present, will respond and give us that assistance and that guidance. We're talking with Max Lucado on SWS Radio. We're talking about understanding the Holy Spirit. And the Trinity is one of the more complex things to wrap our mind around. And I think there's a reason that our brain wants to explode, because we have this finite little brain, and we're trying to put God into a box and figure things out and understand him in, like, you know, two or three, you know, simple little sayings. But it doesn't work like that. You know, we've heard all the analogies trying to apply metaphors to what the Trinity does and doesn't do. But, frankly, it doesn't do God justice, but the Holy Spirit's described often in the Bible as an advocate. Max, can you help us understand that a little bit better? Like when we pray, is there a difference between praying to Jesus and praying to the Holy Spirit? No, sir. I believe that the Holy Spirit, being the presence of Christ on earth, is our best advocate in prayer. I'm resistant, I'm cautious about ever putting a formula on the way we pray or the language we use when we pray because we tend to, you know, put the emphasis back on our part. Whereas even the work of the Holy Spirit is a grace. Everything is a grace. And so let's keep the emphasis on the promise of the Holy Spirit. And the promise of the Holy Spirit is he will be our advocate. He will speak on our behalf. You know, there are so many times in which we just simply don't know how to pray. And the Apostle Paul said that. He said, I do not know how to pray as I ought. I'm so thankful that he admitted that. And when we don't know how to pray as we ought, when we don't know how to pray with, you know, with strength or with clarity, we worry. Sometimes we worry, is God going to hear me? Does heaven hear the enfeebled prayers of the weary soul. And the promise through Romans 8 and verse 26, the Spirit himself intercedes for us. You know, to intercede is to stand in between. When a strong person takes up the case of a weak one, then intercession happens. So I think this assurance can give great strength to our prayers. We do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit does. And does he ever? (laughs) You may feel weak. You may feel uh, like your prayers are nothing but incoherent mumbles like mine were in the middle of the night. But we've never been stronger. You know, right now, as, as we have this conversation, Scott, you and I and all of us live beneath the canopy of the Trinity. His eternal, unbending, ever creating spirit 
is speaking on our behalf. And what we pray in the night is really heard in the light of our of our Father's throne. We simply need to open our hearts. The power is not in how we pray, but the power is in the one who carries our prayers before the throne room. We live in a time where a lot of us grew up in church and maybe have drifted through the years, and it's not like blatant atheism where you're like, I don't believe in God anymore. It's more like apathy and you chase your own selfish ambition. Or you just grind to get everything done and you start to feel like, oh, I'm making progress and life becomes more about you. Now, we're talking with Max Lucado today at SWS Radio. When we get to that spot in our faith, where we just feel like, you know what? I had a relationship with God and it was vibrant at one point in my life. And just over the years, it's really drifted. And I think it's common for a lot of Jesus followers to worry like, am I actually saved? It's like I prayed that prayer and I asked Jesus into my heart. And I confessed my sin. And through the years, my distance from God just grew. And then you wonder, like, did that take? It's like, what if Jesus was on a lunch break the day that I prayed? Now, Max, how can we rest assured that that salvation that Jesus promised us through his word is the same when we accepted it then, even when we're not feeling it today? Yeah. On August the 1st, 1981, I said, I do to a beautiful, brown-eyed, brown-haired, 24-year-old girl. And she was crazy enough to say, I do, to me. And we got married. We got married. We were forensically, legally, technically recognized as a marriage. I could say, and it would be honest, I have never been as married as I was on August the 8th, 1981. But the truth is, now 41 years later, I am much more married than I was. (laughs) You know, I, I know everything about her. She knows everything about me. We have three kids. We have sons in law. We have grandkids. We have history. We have story. We have struggles. We have tears. We have joys because we have spent all this time together. Now, there were times in our marriage where we struggled, where things got quiet between us, where we had a bad day, bad week, bad stretch. Stress took its toll. We felt not close to one another. Were we not married during those times, even though we didn't feel married? No, we were married. We were technically, forensically, legally married because we had made a covenant one to the other. I feel more married right now than ever. I feel really married, but it could be something will happen next week that I don't feel married. But even in those seasons, I don't feel it. I still am. Now, what does that have to do with the person that you so clearly described? And that is that person who made a commitment to Christ. And yet today they don't feel committed. Part of that is guilt. Uh, Part of that is struggle. Part of that is unmet expectations. If I'm a Christian, why did this have to happen to me? There's a whole basket full of reasons that we drift away. But can I give that person assurance? The role of the Holy Spirit is to seal the saint. That's not my word. That's the word of Scripture. Seal, S-E-A-L, to kind of wrap a bubble wrap around us, to lay claim to us, to hold on to us. The promise of the Spirit is that He joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. 
Jesus will lose none of those who have been given to him, John 6:39. The promise is that neither death nor life, angels or demons, nothing present, nothing future, nor any powers will be able to separate us from the love of God. That's in Romans chapter 8. So forgive me for going off on a little sermonette here, Scott, but I feel strongly <laughs> that those there are many people who are far from God because they do not understand that God has not given up on them. If you said yes to Christ, Christ has said yes to you. And just because that relationship has been stale, that doesn't mean it needs to stay stale. He is ever ready to invigorate that relationship, and you can enjoy a walk with Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit that will give you strength and joy and faith. Now, part of that is repentance. You know, you need to say, Lord, I've been off track. I'm ready to come back. Part of it is confession. Part of it is uh, aligning yourself with a community of believers and friends, maybe a small group or a church. You're not intended to do this on your own. Part of that is beginning to read the Bible again and to pray again and to, and to just enjoy and nurture this relationship with God again. But the big news is God has not given up on you. So please don't give up on God. Well, we're talking with Max Lucado today at Swiss Radio. He has a new book. It's called Help Us Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose and the Power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, thank you so much for sharing today, Max. It's a treat. As always, you do such a great job. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the SOS Radio Podcast with Scott Harold. If this discussion encouraged you, feel free to share it with your friends on social media. 